us in my circle Who the one who be the snakes Who gon' fold up under pressure Who gon' understand the stakes Who gon' wait to get they food To try to take from off my plate Who the love Who gon' understand I'm hurt Who gon' love me unconditionally And try to make it work Who gon' party once I'm gonna Shed a tear once I'm in dirt I ain't asking for too much I'm trying to Welcome to the next episode of Give Me My Crown Podcast. Give Me My Crown Podcast. We back at you with another episode, back with season three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As y'all can see, we back together. Yep. We back at it. We back in person. Um, like we told y'all before, y'all going to be seeing a lot of in person. Y'all going to be seeing a lot of virtual. You know, just however we can get it in. That's right, man. You know, it's, it's different. It's a different year. Like, it's about to be a different year, and we about to go up. So, yep. stick and- with us. And like we said, um, come out. We're gonna be coming at y'all with a lot of content. Season three. Um, this episode, we're gonna come in at y'all with, of course, some financial literacy. Man, and we've been doing some reading. I'm telling you, man. Like we've been talking. Yes. Like okay, before we get into it, we just went to a class this week to try to get some more knowledge on getting more financial free. But like these books we about to give y'all gonna be good. Yes. And um, like I said, just a lot of just a lot of knowledge from the books, a lot of general knowledge and stuff we've been learning, stuff we trying to do, new heights we trying to get to. So, like we said, y'all stick with us, and um, we're trying to take y'all to new heights with us, trying to give y'all the knowledge that we got. You know, just some stuff that we learned, trying to pass it along. That's right. That's right. So you want you want to jump in first? Yeah. So um, been read like I said, been reading a lot of books, a lot of. Trying to financial literacy, obviously, as my shirt says, financial literacy matters. Financial literacy is something in our community that um, that we don't really dive into too much. We don't really. First of all, it's not taught in many schools. We don't learn it in the home growing up. So it's like it's almost like you're on um, not really on the back burner, but it's like you are we're try, you're trying to play catch up by the time you get to the point where you learn about it. It's a reason why, though. It is. It is. A, I mean, yeah, of course, there's a reason for everything. OK. All right. But then there's also the point of like where we are now, like wanting to wanting to learn and reach that next level. That's right. And let me say this before we really get started. Um, y'all hear, you may hear it's thundering outside, but we're going to keep going. Um, this is not a way to give people an excuse not to be financially free and not to get better. Like, I'm going to throw some points of the book I read of reasons why, but you still got to do it on your own. You got to, nobody's going to give you anything. Yeah. So you got to go out and get it. Yeah, that makes sense. And we like I said, we're going to give you all some points. We're going to give you all some, um, some of the history behind some of this stuff. Yep. But then stuff that we got to do ourselves to make ourselves and our generation or the next generation better. That's right. That's right. So um, go off, start off with the book that you read. All right. So I read The Color of Money and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a long listen and it's a long read. I'm not going to lie. But the history of this goes back to like slavery of some of the reasons why we are behind. Like I, we were talking yesterday when I was like, yo, when you re- do the research on FHA loans, you know, mm-hmm. how they got started. Like, they were not started to help black people or like people that are middle class. It was started to help white middle class and to segregate black and white families. Um, the GI Bill. Yeah. Now, you military. Yeah. And when I heard it, I'm like, yo, even the military was holding us back. 
And then jumping into black banks, man, like the way black banks have failed because of the government. And a lot, a lot of that goes into uh, things you said, like with the FHA loan and stuff like that. A lot of that go plays into redlining and yeah. stuff like that. It's, a, it's on a different, I guess that that's more on the real estate side. That's right. But it still, it still plays into into the same thing. And the book I read was um, The Wake Up Call by Ash Cash. Okay. And he essentially goes over, he makes a lot of, um, in the book, he makes a lot of... Uh, he goes back a lot to Jay Z's last album, Four Four Four. Good album. And he kind of talks about how, if you actually listen to that album, there's a lot of financial literacy being explained in that album. Okay. And it's something that a lot of people don't listen to. Um, but like I said, if you, I, I went back and listened to the album myself, and just based off some of the quotes I heard from the book, when I heard the line, I'm like, that makes sense now. Okay, I get it. But a lot of like, like you said, a lot of stuff goes back to the history. A lot of times, like I said, we're 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 you're at a point where you're trying to play catch up. Yep. But then it's like once you, how do I put it? Once you reach a point, it's like all right, we put we, yes, we understand we had to play catch up. Yeah. But now we're at a point for the past I don't know how many years where it's been a point where we're not trying to play catch up anymore. It's at a point where we're trying to. First of all, you got to have the will to want to learn, and then you got to be, you got to be taught the information also. Taught or seek the information. I think it's both. Okay, because because like, you're not learning in schools. I was just going to go there because we had, had we had to talk all the time about the information you're taught in school is not always the information that's going to help you succeed in life. Yes, because like I can tell you, like. For instance, all the math classes, math classes, a lot of the stuff you learn from math classes yeah. can can play a certain role into certain stuff. But then when it comes to taxes, things like that, you're not learning about other stuff. So now, obviously, you're learning about percentages yeah. and stuff like that. So it plays a role into it. Yeah. But the, but you're not learning about the actual um, you're not learning about the way things work. Yep. And one thing I learned in the color of money, man, was like. As a people, when we're talking wealth gap, we have the vision. Yes. But I call it being programmed. Like, a lot of people are programmed to think one way. That's true. I 100% so, agree. if somebody comes along with a vision to go another way, it's like, nah, that ain't the way we've been done it for 100 years. So, yes. we get, we can't go that way. Yes. And I think that, and like you said, I think that's where the, the wealth gap comes in because even now, the wealth, the, the gap seems to be getting larger yep. and larger. And we have the same access now that everybody else does. Yep. So it's like, first of all, getting getting access to that knowledge and then getting access to those programs, those things like that. And like I said, it's, it's the you have to want to get to do it. Yep. And like I equate it right now. Right. So like the way my mind is thinking and like, trust me, my mind be all over the place, like not sleeping a bunch. But it's like AI right now. Yes, I I believe AI is where AOL was when it began on the internet. Yeah. So I, I it's agree. like, why not think now, like how to improve AI, or yeah. what's the next step to try to get into the next investment wave, and not just like, oh, it's helping my life right now. No, nah, how can I benefit off of AI? That's true. That's true. Because like you said, AI is the way of, AI is going to be the way of, yep. of the future. Yep. So it was like you gotta 
if, if, if it's something that we, you can jump ahead on, especially in a financial sense, yep. you can set yourself up for success. Now, one of the things I learned from the book is um, it's a quote from Warren Buffett. And it says, don't save what you have left after spending, spend what you have left after saving. Good quote. And the reason I agree with that is because, as you know, I'm a big financial guy. That's right. Um, I got my own financial coaching business, things like that. And the way that that is, the way that that quote reads, like it, it depends on how you look into it. Some people may look into it like, like, what, what, like, oh, you don't want me to spend, you want me to pay my bills after I save. And it's not necessarily saying that. That's right. It's saying put yourself aside a savings and investment, and then go spend your money. Like don't go spend your money on stuff that's non-essential. Yeah. Before you pay yourself. Yeah. Before you invest in yourself. So before you go spend. Six, seven, eight hundred dollars on a car payment, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But before you go do that, like, first of all, are you investing in yourself first or are you paying that eight hundred dollar car payment and then putting left what you have in savings? Yeah. Rather than the opposite way around. Like, OK, this is how much I want to save. This is how much I want to invest. Let me do all this. Let me pay my essential bills first. And then when it's the um when it's the the wants that I have, not necessarily the needs, yep. then spend the money on that stuff. Because I think once we get into that mindset, it's going to help. Uh, first of all, it's going to help close that wealth gap and it's yep. going to help create generational wealth. And speaking on that, like one thing in color of money, right? It was always somebody who came around that was black who thought long term. Yes. If you're thinking about today. And don't get me wrong, like I have a job and I believe in job security. I believe in moving up on your job. But at the same time, you are building wealth for someone else. Yeah. Someone else's family. So you have to think outside the box or use a proven system to build your wealth as well. Yeah. And, and that's just like um, Jamal King. Yeah. He used his nine to five job to create wealth for himself yep. and his family. So while he's still working his nine to five over here, he's like, all right, well, I got to build something for myself. Yeah. So he became a millionaire while still working the nine to five yep. and continued to do that to fund. He used his nine to five to fund his own, his own business. Yeah. And then, then he was able to quit that nine to five and focus solely on his business. Yep. And so I think we need to do stuff, stuff like that. And, once again, stuff like that comes into play when you have a budget, because with that budget, it, it allows you to, to physically, because if you're not physically looking at where your money is going, it's hard at that point to know exactly where it's going. Because I can say I'm spending $300 a month on eating out, but then you put it on paper, you're like, well, I really can't, aff- I could take that $300 I'm spending eating out. What if I go down to $100 a month eating out because I'm because I'm eating out, but I'm also buying, going grocery shopping, yeah. so I'm double spending. Suppose I take that $300 down to $100, use that extra $200, and put it towards an investment or something else. Yep. So I think that's, um, I think, I think that's the mindset we need to get out of. Yeah. And it's another thing is, is also as far as like cars. You know, I'm in the cars. Yeah. Yeah. And but my my thing is is. You can have hobbies like that long as they're within your means. Gotcha. Because, like, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that teach um, don't have a car payment, drive the raggediest car, you know, save yeah. money, stuff like that. And to a certain extent, I to a certain extent, that makes sense. It does. To a certain extent. Yeah. But I'm like, 
there's also there's also other people out there who have proven systems that show when you have nice stuff like that, it makes you want to work harder. That's true. It That's makes true. you want to it makes you want to keep up because you always like all right. Well, if I if if I could do this, I could do this. Yep. If I could do this, I could do that. And so it, it kind of makes you want to work harder and makes you want to get to that next level. Now, with that being said, you do have to do it within your means. Yeah. So that goes back to that first point we made. Yep. If you decide to go out and get that really nice car, sit down, do your budget, make sure you're investing in yourself first yes. before you're buying that car. Yeah. Before you're spending money on that car, because that car... A lot of people say a, a car is a is is a liability. A car can become an asset right. if you use it right. Yeah. But you want to make sure that you can first that you can afford what you're actually yeah. doing. And another way it can become an asset. I was just thinking about this like this week, right? Like wrapping my car and getting like a check for it from like six hundred dollars a week. Yeah, you can do that. You like it's like ways that. you can make money off your car. You know? Yes. And then it also goes back to like, of course, we want to look nice. We want to drive yeah, nice yeah. and doing certain jobs. You, you have to look. You have to. Yeah. You have to look the part. That's right. For instance, if you're doing real estate, if you're doing something like that, you don't. You don't want to pull up in a old beat up car because even if you're a financial literacy, huh? You pull up in the O three. Yes, you know. And at the end of the day, is there something wrong with that? No, no, not necessarily. But you want people to. You want people to look at you and say, okay, like especially for financial literacy guy, like if it. It's all about perception. Yeah. If I pull up in in a two thousand beat up Honda Accord, people gonna look at me like, why am I? T- why why would I take financial advice from this guy? Yeah. And then, but on the other hand, you pull up in a Benz or something like that, people look at you different. different. Yeah, that's true. And like I said, with that being said, that doesn't mean go out and buy Benz or a BMW or whatever. It means investing yourself first. And play with the rest of you. Yes. Play with your money after you invest in yourself and pay all your bills. Don't do it the opposite way. Don't don't go out and buy your toys, yeah. pay your bills, and then invest in yourself afterwards. That's how, like I said, that's how we fall fall for that pit trap. That's true. That's true. So getting back to the books, quick thing. Where is most of the money at? What institutions, right? Yeah. How many? I'm just asking the question. You you might not know the answer. What percentage of institutions, banks, you know, major investment firms are black? It's not many. Yeah, I mean, it's probably less than 1%. Because if you look at a lot of times when we spend money, we're not spending in our own community. That's true. Now, now, is there more stuff that plays into that? Go ahead. Break it. Yes. Step into it. There's a lot. I, I seen a video the other day and he made... Perfect sense. Yeah. Guy was like, he said, I'm a millionaire. I'm trying to teach you how to be a millionaire. Yeah. He said, but you're getting mad at what I'm telling you. Yeah. Because the guy, because the guy was like, hey, why don't you shop at, um, why, why, why do you shop here and not here? Why don't you shop just black owned? Why don't, why, why do you shop everywhere else? And the guy looked at, he said, customer service. He said, I want to go somewhere. He said, where I feel like um, where I feel like I'm treated in a in a nice way. He said, I'm going to be honest. He said, when I go to some of these black owned places, he said they don't have the best customer service. Yeah. And the lady came out and said, he said, well, she said, well, when you go to a Chinese restaurant, how do you know they're giving you how do you know they're giving you good customer service? He said, I don't know their culture, so I don't. 
He said, so I don't feel some type of way about it. And I'm like, and I thought about it. I said, well, I guess that makes sense. And he, he said, I'm, he, he essentially said, I'm telling you customer service is the, is the number one thing that's going to improve your business. Yeah. He said, even if, he said, even if your product is not as good, he said, if you have the customer service, you can, people will keep coming back and people will help you improve your product. That's true. So I think customer service is, is huge. And, um, it allows us to, like I said, shop in our own community. A lot of times, we don't like to shop in our own community because yeah. people want discounts, people want stuff free, That's which true. then makes us go somewhere else. Also, I noticed in the book Color Money, we don't have a lot of black banks. Yeah. We don't have a lot of black grocery stores or a lot of black pharmacies. Yeah. That's one of the things they put out. Like, in, if you look at all in history... Everywhere they had a successful black community, mm-hmm. they had those three things. Yep. And like you said, once again, there's more. It, everything we talk about is like it can be is multiple reasons yeah. that play yep. into why something is like. Like we said, people don't. Some people don't shop in in their own community because they feel like they're owed a discount. That's right. Yeah. Like if I come to if if you got a business and I come to you, even though we're boys, we've been boys yeah. for the past. 30 some years yep. it's like I don't expect a discount from you just because you're my boy like because right. at the end of the day I understand you're running a business so my goal is to help you run is to help you get to the next point of your business and we were just talking about that last night like the whole point is to make sure all your boys are yes. on you know yes I think when you get team mentality you can go somewhere versus one person trying to get somewhere by themselves yeah, they say you can go what you can go fast, you can go fast alone, but you can go far together. Yep, that's true, man. And the reason that makes sense is because, like, say say I can go out here and do it myself. I can make a million dollars in a year or two. You play the long game. You get a team together. You yep. get multiple minds together. You could turn that million dollars into twenty million. It may take now. It may take double the time. Yep. But you're you're stretching your money further, and you got more minds going into it. So if if it's something that doesn't make sense, instead of you making all the decisions, you is it becomes a mastermind at that point. Let me ask you a question. Being a financial coach and being you know working on some other stuff, how do you change the mindset of people to, to think team oriented versus by, by themselves? I don't know. That's hard because. Um, I think I don't know if you can change people's mindset. I think it I think it becomes a thing where cuz we we talked about this yeah. in our friend group. We're like, "Hey, cuz um Grant Cardone 10x." Yeah. You t- you, you take a $1000 double it 10 times, you got a million dollars. Million dollars. And yep. we talked about, "Hey, let's get 10 people together. Let's throw in $100 a piece. You take chances with that." And take chances because yep. for one then we're 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 risking a hundred dollars rather than a thousand, yep. and we're still going to ten x our money. Of course, we're not going to turn that hundred into a million off bat. But if yeah. you ten x it the way he talks about, you turn that hundred dollars into a hundred thousand. Yep. And as a group, you're turning that thousand into a million. Yep. And then you you got different things. Hey, look, we're gonna all leave five hundred thousand there and do some investments. Yes. And you take fifty thousand dollars, and that's your money. Yes. And so yep. it's like you gotta. By us getting in that, if you get in that team mindset, it it changes the whole game, yep. and it makes everything, like you said, a lot 
first of all, it makes it a lot less stressful. Yep. You're taking a lot less risk because you're putting in less money. Yeah. So like if I if I'd say hi, hey, I want to make a thousand dollar investment, and it's just me and you going in, and I come to you, say, hey, let's do a five hundred, let's do five hundred apiece. Is we're taking less risk, but we still got the same amount being invested. That's right. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think events like InvestFest are needed. Yes. Because it changes. It may not change. It may not move the needle on the wealth gap. Yes. But it changes the mindset yes. for people. And because and I think it can change your life too, though. Yes. Because yeah. I think I, I think moving the needle on the wealth gap is, is, good, is hard. Yeah. Because you're essentially trying to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. But then when when you got certain generations who have been living a certain way, that's, that's all they know, that's all they see, and that's yeah. all they want to do. They don't want to do anything yeah. anything more. And then you got and then you got some of these um you got these like you said these institutions coming in. Yeah. These institutions coming in and they how do I put it? They kind of hinder yeah. progression. Yep. Because obviously they want you to get that real they want you to get that real nice car. They want you to get that house you can't yep. afford. They want you to go into debt because essentially debt is good for bit for businesses. Yeah. And I think even the training we took this weekend, it shifted my mindset because it was like, if I invest like the inst- institutions invest, I don't lose as much. Exactly. And I'm like, yo, we've been playing a game. A lo- yes. It's a losing game and you can get lucky. And we've been getting lucky versus anything else, but yes. they got a proven proven system. A proven system, yes. Goldman Sachs ain't losing. Exactly, and and that's like the guy said. He said you're gonna lose more than you win. win. Yep. But the the goal is to make your wins bigger than your yep. losses. He's because he what did he say? He said they lose twenty five percent of the time, or they win twenty five percent of the time. No, fifty three percent. Fifty three percent of the time. In our mind, that's losing. Yes, because you only because say you put in. Uh, so how, how do they put it? Say you got say you got investments in four different places. You're winning two, you're losing two. But essentially, your two your two losses you're small are very very small. Say you're losing a hundred dollars on these two losses, but on the wins you're winning seven hundred dollars. Yep. So it's essentially it's a numbers game because you're like you said you're losing half the time. Yep. But you're losing a, or but you're winning a whole lot more. Yep. In far as um, financial gains than what you're losing. You think about the ratio you just gave, right? So I won fourteen hundred. I lost two hundred. I profited twelve hundred dollars. Exactly. Like that's common sense, but we focus on the winning, the wins and losses. Yeah, and it's, it's knowledge you got. It's, it's like you said, it's knowledge out here, yeah. and it's um, and a lot of people may look at certain people and like I don't want to tell you. I don't, I don't like. Yeah. Some people say he don't look like I do, so I don't want. I don't want yeah. that, but but like you said, the guys we the guys we talked to yesterday, older white guys. Yep, they've been they've been in corporate, and now they're running their own business, yeah. and they're essentially trying to teach us the way, like you said, the way the institutions do things. Yeah. And I think yep. that's I, I think that's needed one hundred percent. And I can see myself and the guy that was talking, like he was talking about, like yo, I I, I got the knowledge. Yep. But I'm taking risks. It's almost like I'm a junkie. I, I lose and then I'm like, I need another fix. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that's profound. That's you you just guessing. Yep. I got the knowledge, but I ain't got the what what do you say? You gotta have the uh it was two things you didn't need to have. You can have the tech the technical part and it was some what was the other I can't remember. Uh, was it knowledge? The the technical and the knowledge. You gotta put both together. If yes. you don't put both together, then it's not gonna work. And it's always been one without the other. Yep, because like you said, we're he, 
they're talking about taking risk because obviously any kind of investment is a risk. Yep. But they talk, they talk about calculating your risk, your yep. risk management. Like take the risk, but know, know when to get out. Yep. Know when, know when not to do what you don't need to do, yep. and then get the knowledge from somebody that's smarter than you. Yep. Because, like you said, their their system is a proven system, and yep. they've worked for these big corporations, these big institutions, yep. and they've since quit those institutions. Now running their own business, trying to feed knowledge back into the community but and we just need to listen not only that think about what the guy said technology pushed him out yes yeah, yeah, yeah exactly you know, he was like i was good at my job yep but they technology came in and pushed me out so now i had to find another way to make money yep yep yeah because he said because he he worked for shoot one of the major yep, companies the major, yep and like you said technology can then come in and do what he could do yep. at a whole lot faster pace yep so now he's out here trying to Trying to put the knowledge that he learned while there back into back into the community. Yep. But I think one of the keys of the wealth gap is understanding ain't none free. Yes, that that's true. Ain't none free because, yeah. like you said, nothing's free. So you're gonna pay for every, any knowledge you get. You're yep. gonna pay for it, and. And it's not necessarily a bad thing either, because obviously, if I got the knowledge that I'm trying to teach somebody, it's only so much I can give That's you true. for free. free yep. And it's only so much I can do for you for free. But at some point, I got to know my worth. Yep. And you've gotta, we got to put that to, um, we got to take that into account, which is where we don't do a lot in, in our community. We feel like we, because, because of history. Yes. A lot of people feel like we're owed something. Yes. Uh, and, okay, going through the book, The Color of Money, I can see why. Yeah. It's been a lot in, put in place. And I'm not talking about 1800s. I'm talking about 1950, 1960, 1970. Like, we ain't too far removed from these years. Yep. Like, you know, when we talk about the crime bill all the time in the 90s. Like, it's stuff put in place to hold us back. Yep. And, so, it's, and it's a lot of stuff we need to... The one thing I read in my book, in order to close that wealth gap yeah. or in order to decrease that wealth gap, is yeah. home ownership. They say home ownership is. Um, they say home ownership is is very is key to yeah. creating that generational yep. wealth. And um, one thing I read in the book it says it, it said the half of half of personal wealth by lower income households is accumulated through home ownership. That's true, man. And in the color of money, it talks about how a large part of history, it, they made it so with like racial contracts and different things where black people couldn't own homes. Yep. Yep. And so that's one of the things that put us further behind the curve because if you go 100 years, nobody of color can own a home. Yeah. And then I think it's, it's a lot of people now that's pushing certain narratives. Yeah. That don't really just talked about that yesterday too. That don't really like because you got certain people saying, "Don't buy a house, yeah. only rent." A house is the worst kind of investment. Yep. But then you got you got um, universities out here that have proven yep. systems. Because um, I just say I'm looking at my notes, yeah. but we got it says children of homeowners are 59. Children of homeowners are 59 percent more likely to become homeowners. 25% more likely to graduate high school and 116% more likely to graduate from college. And then it also says 10% increase in high school graduates would result in fewer violent crimes each year. 
And because if you think about it, home ownership, if you own a home, yeah. you want the value of that home to so continue increasing. Yep. So if you got a whole community of people who own homes and not just rent homes, yeah. they're going to take a lot more care of their property because they want it to increase. Don't want no crime. They don't want no crime. Yep. And any crime that comes to the community, they want to push it out. Yep. Because they got to live there. They own their property and they want their home to be an investment and not um, yep. and not lose money. That's true, man. Because most homes over the, obviously given time and the way things go, but yep. the value of most homes generally go up. Yep. Unless you have something 2008 time frame where you've seen a big dip, but there was other stuff that played into that. But as we learned during the training, who didn't lose money during hey, Oh, yeah, the institutions. Institutions no, still made yeah, money. The institutions, they say some of the institutions made more money during yep. 2008 than they did any other time. Yep. So, so that home ownership is very pinnacle. And I think um, we don't, you don't see it a lot in our community because you don't, as growing up, most of our parents didn't own homes. That's true. Yep. They, they rented homes or we stayed in apartments, yep. whatever. We didn't own the home. Yeah. So you're not brought up being learned to own the home. Yep. And then when you watch some of these big financial gurus, that tell, some of them are telling you, Go but go buy the house stuff like that. Yeah. But then there's other ones telling you don't own a home. But even they say like, I mean, Grand Cardone. Yeah, I forgot how he, how he put it. Um, own what own what you rent and rent what you own. Yeah, something like that. Like basically, he don't own his own home where he live in. Yes, he's like he don't want to pay for stuff to break. He don't want to fix it. Yeah. But he own a ton of properties he rent out. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, I, I think home ownership is very. Like I said, very pinnacle to to our community, and as, yeah. as we just read some of the things, some of the um, some of the percentages, yeah. it, it it increases that amount because if your kids are bought up in a home in a home that yeah. you own, for one, they're bought up in the same home. You don't yep. have to worry about um, you're not constantly moving because with rent, obviously, rent changes yep. month to, or year to year. Yeah. So if you own that home, especially if you get a fixed rate income. You know, you can literally stay in the house for the next 30 years yeah. and you know you're going to pay that exact same amount unless you got that small increase or decrease in taxes yep. or insurance. But other than that, for the most part, you're the same. You For rent, you can go from paying $1,000 this 1500, year to 1500 yep. the next year. Then two years later, when you re, when you um, sign another rental agreement, yeah. it's 2300 yep. because it moves with the market. And Because all I can say is like, you, they know you got to have someone to live. Yep. Yep. Because it is... Cause it, Rental is essentially supply and demand. Exactly, man. The more houses there are for rent, the lower it's going to be. And the more narratives they pushing of like the housing market going to pop, it's going to be as a bubble. Yes. And then one day you look and say, you know what? One minute the federal government tell you 20, 20 million people got to lose their job. And next minute they say, ah, no, nah, we got to make a soft landing. Yep. So it's like you you chasing a narrative that you never know how it's going to play out. Yeah, because with the with the Fed's rate, with the interest rates rising, yep. the interest rates as high as they are now, these renters know they can they can max out their earnings yep. because they say, well, people don't want to buy because interest rates are so high exactly. right now. So let's increase our rent by $200. Yeah. And... To them, is not that much, but on, on if you're looking at the ownership side, you're saying, all right, if they're paying me an extra $200 a month, that's an extra 200 in cash flow I got. And think about it, man. Let's say, let's say you got a 100-unit apartment building. Exactly. And you raise $200 on every unit. Exactly. You win it. Yep. 
So I think that's so. Like I said, that's one thing we got to. Um, you got to, and and obviously you want to buy if if you do own a home, you want to buy at the right time. Yep. You, go ahead. I'm gonna say like, and you know what I'm on right now. Like, owning a home doesn't have to always be expensive. You there are ways out there right now that if you take the time to do research and you look, like, I almost owned a home for seven hundred seven hundred dollars. Yes. I mean, I didn't. I didn't own the home. Some they paid their taxes on it, but there are ways you can get a home. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's, it's stuff you got to look into, and like you said, nothing's free. We got to yep. pay. We you got to pay for these classes. Yep. And because a lot of a lot of times, I ain't, I used to be the same way. A lot of these classes I used to see, I used to be like, "That's a scam." Yeah. That, that's this. Going that's to that. it now. Because even because even looking at InvestFest, like years yeah. ago, I would not have spent yeah. the money we spent for InvestFest yep. to, just to go listen to yeah. some people talk. But then spending the money and actually being in that environment, yeah. it completely changes your mindset. And you like, oh, like, yep. that makes sense. Like, now I see why they're doing yeah. this. I see why I'm here. I see why it costs what it yeah. costs. Because I, I literally was like, I'm going to get a second job. I want a second job. I kept saying this, right? And I was like, yo, getting a second. I, I forgot who it was. It might have been Ernie Leisure talking about, like, they they don't know anybody who got a second job. They got they got okay, money. They got money. Yes. They were like, when you use your brain, yep. you make money. Yep. Because because the thing is, like they talked about, there's only if you have a worker's mentality. Yeah. And um, obviously, like like you said earlier, that nine to five is pinnacle because for one, is job security stuff yep. like that. Yep. But you also have to think outside the box yeah. of that because. There's only so many. There's only 24 hours in a day. That's right. No matter how much you make an hour, there's only 24 hours in a day. So Correct. there's only a certain amount you can work, and you have to sleep. Yeah. So if you switch over to using your mind, thinking of passive income, you make money while you sleep. That's right. You make money while you work. Yeah. Whatever. So is it whether it's the stock market, whether it's forex, whether yeah. it's real estate, whatever. You need a second source to to make that money on the side yeah. while you're either sleeping while you're working your normal nine to five because like i said there's only 20 if you make a hundred dollars an hour yeah you can only work 24 hours that day right man at max so my question is out of the book you read what was the key point you took out of it that sets being finance being somebody being financially free give me three points set that somebody is financially free and somebody that's not a part so, probably one, like I, like I just said, being financially free is um, working as a team for one. Okay. Um, like I said, you got more minds together than just one. Yeah. And then it's also learning from people who are smarter than you. Gotcha. You always want to, um, there, I heard somebody talk heard a quote one day it said you it says you want to take you want to be able to take knowledge from somebody smarter than you but you also want to have people on your team yep. that you can help also yeah so they say if you're the smartest person on your team then you need a new team need a new team man because like even even with us we got it's probably what three or four of us that are that are in a group and yeah. we all got the knowledge yep. but we all are um we all are versed in different ways yeah. like one of us Real good with financial literacy. One of us real good talking about crypto. Yeah. The other one good about uh, um, real estate. Yep. It's like it's like you got to have those different. 
Gotta have this, those different parameters. And we listen to each other. Yes. Though. Like, Simmons is like, the one that's good about crypto. Like, if you if somebody say, hey, man, I saw this about crypto, this, this, that. And you're like, okay, cool. Let, let's go with it. Exactly. Like, it's not like a, nah, we ain't doing that. Yes. You know? and, and, and and that goes, go ahead. Let me speak on that, though. Go ahead. The one time we did say we, did, we weren't going to do that. <laughs> It's one of the biggest losses and chances we did not take over, what was dollars $192. $192. And if we had to invest in what we were going to invest, well, how, millionaires. We would be millionaires right millionaires. now. Because we, we had the, it was three of us together. We had the money. We said, hey, we're going to invest in this. And we all combined, we had all, all already yep. combined our money. Yep. We go to... To make the investment yep. and then find out it's a hundred and ninety two dollar fee, and we like not nah. on the investment we got to pay. And we was like, we ain't paying a hundred and ninety two dollars for that. We ran the numbers, calculated how many we would have. We like, nah, we ain't doing. It. To this day, that would have been an eight hundred dollar investment for all of us. Yep, for three pe- for three people total. So what? That's three less than three hundred a piece. Yeah. A little less than three hundred or three hundred a piece, and we would each have well over nine million. Yeah. to this day. And so, so that goes back to look. Now we don't we don't we don't think about it no more. We like yeah, let's do it. Yeah, now it's like because now even with my even with our investments, it's like now we're like all right, what can we afford yep. to lose? Yeah, because obviously we got our secure investments over here. Yep. We got our secure savings account, and we got our um, and we got our bills, whatever. Yeah. And then over here is like because my mindset has changed. Like instead of Throwing instead of once I got my once I got my normal investments once I got my savings account bills paid yeah. instead of spending that extra money on a, on a car yeah. or or shoes clothes whatever I'm taking that money and say all right what can I invest in yep because look we tried the Amazon thing yeah and that's another investment that I made and yeah. got the got very very high potential yeah and even like you said with the um with the crypto with the option yep. stocks I'm taking this extra money that um that I that I have and instead of you know going out doing something yeah. reckless with it I'm saying how can I make this money work for me like, like we talked about like um, it's in the same vein just go with me the coin flip yes by nature I told him yesterday by nature I'm a gambler so instead of gambling on like shooting dice or going to casino all the time let me gamble on investments yep because we had this conversation. It said, um, obviously, y'all probably seen it. It been going around Facebook. It said, would you take $100,000 right now, no questions asked, tax-free, or flip a coin for a chance to win $10 million? And you got to, it was a lot of people saying I would take the $100,000. Me and him had this conversation yesterday. Coin I flip. said, give me the coin flip. Yep. For one, $100,000 is not life-changing. $100,000 can help, but it's not life-changing. Yep. $10 million is life-changing. I can't just go... It's not, you can make $100,000 before you can make yep. $10 million. So it's, like, so it's like, I would rather take that chance to have a life-changing amount than have that 100000 right now that I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do with, and then that's it. And the reason why I said I take the coin flip is we had this conversation yesterday. It's because... Well, up until this year, ten million dollars was the number of financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you had the number. I think I want to say I think it's twelve million now. Yeah, but I mean, like you are financially secure for the rest of your life. Yeah, and we say financial freedom. A lot of people take that 
and put it different ways. To me, financially free is not having to, for one, not having to worry about what you're spending your money on, not worrying about how much is in your bank account and making your money work for you. Because once you get to that point, you could, if, if you got 10 million, 12 million, you could have that money in. And some kind of account and yep. just live off the interest. And you ain't got to really work for nobody else. You can yes. do whatever you want to do at that point. Yes. Yeah. So I think I think that's I think I think that's important. And like you said, financial financial freedom is the ultimate goal, I think. And yep. like I said, for us to get there, we're going to have to continue to, for one, trust each other. And we're going to yeah. have to work together because it can't yep. it can't be done alone. Yeah, man. And I will say this, man. One, I, my three things for the wealth gap. One thing that I think we have really, really bad yeah. is jealousy. Yes. Like, I can't get mad at this man, or I got to be just as happy for him. Whatever he gets. Yes. I got to be happy. No, like, man, I can, I can do that, or I can do No, like, yo, bro, I'm celebrating your win like I want. Exactly. But it's like people can't understand that mentality. Yep. And then number two is... Understand that ain't none free. Yes. You got to go out here and get it, and they ain't gonna give it to you. Yep. And realize life gonna happen, and when it happen, you gotta keep moving, man. Yep. Yeah, I think those two things, like the institutions, never stop. Yes. And another thing, I think we need to stop. Um, how do I put it? We need to stop. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of of a way to put it. Stop living for, not necessarily living for other people, but when, when we do something, yeah. do it for ourselves yeah. rather than looking for it's confirmation true. from other people. The, like, stop trying to show your money. That's, yes. That's what you want to say. Essentially, yes. He can't, you yeah. don't want to say it. I can say it. <laughs> stop showing your money. Yes. Like, if you can't really afford Balenciaga, because I see it all the time, man, like. Like, don't go buy it. I mean, if you if you know your your rent is due and your rent is seven hundred dollars, don't go buy a twelve hundred dollar pair of tennis shoes. Exactly, don't make sense. And same like that goes same thing back yeah. to the car. Like, don't go buy a nice yep. car just because it's nice if you can't afford that car. Yep. Like, go buy that two thousand Honda. Yep. Or drive that around until you can securely afford something. And, exactly. And affording it does not mean hey every month I'm breaking even. Afford it means. Every month, I'm still in the green. In the green, like man. after all my bills, yeah. after I done paid myself, after my investments, everything, I'm still in the green. Yep. So if, if you're either in the red or you're or you're spending all your money on bills and not paying yourself, at that point, you need to sit back and and think like, what am I doing wrong? Exactly. And then I need some help because you can't do it alone. Like That's even right, man. even myself, I had a financial advisor before before I started doing it myself. Yeah. I had a financial advisor, and I was pretty decent with my money. Yeah. But I still. Like it's that accountability thing because I'm I can spend my money. People say, "Well, I don't I don't want a financial advisor. I can spend my money how I want to spend it." That's hundred percent true. You can spend your money how you want to spend it. Yeah. But financial advisor is somebody or a coach, somebody who holds you um, accountable. Yep. And then they they help you reach that next level. Yeah. Because just like me and you, if 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 we're if we're holding each other accountable yep. as far as far as investments or whatever. 
that's a lot easier than me doing my own thing, you doing your own exactly. thing. Because now I have nobody to hold me accountable. Yep. That's like with the Amazon stuff. I, I hit you up like, hey, you think these will sell on Amazon? You say, hey, let me do some research. You hit me back. Like everything I see, it looked like yeah, it looked like yep. it could be good. Yeah. So you got you got more than one mind going into stuff, and that goes back to the whole <clears throat> trust thing. And then what I say, yo, yours pop off. I'm yes. gonna do the same thing. Yes, because you know? we always like that. We always try different yeah. stuff. Yep. Like you'll try one thing, I'll try one thing. We'll be like, all right, let's see which one yep. works. And then whichever one works is the way we'll go. Yeah. But it's like it's not like both of us spending money on the same thing that's not going to work. Yep. We want to make sure it's proven first before we both go out and spend and our the, money on the it. Pers- like one of us can say, like, I did this wrong. Don't do this. Yes. You know? And yes. it, it's, it's not holding back knowledge from each other. Yes. Because I, I think that's a problem we have. We think that... Um, well, no, we got that. I want to get there first. Yeah, we think... Yeah, we, I want to get yeah. there first. And the thing... The bad part about that is there's enough money for everybody. I'm going to tell you, like, and this this is a good, you brought up Jay-Z's 4, 444 album. Think about Memphis Bleak and Jay-Z. Yes. Like, Memphis Bleak said, like, I ain't on his level. Yep. But I got one pool, he got seven pools. Exactly. I'm comfortable with my one. Yes. And we still homeboys. Exactly. So and and that that goes back to the whole jealousy thing. He's not jealous. Not at all, man. He's not jealous of what he has, and he's like, well, shoot, I'm getting a piece of the pie. Exactly. He taught me how how yeah. to do this. Now it's up to me to make to make the right decisions to keep it going. Yep. Because you could tell some, you could lead somebody to the water all day, but you can't, can't make, make them drink. drink. Yep. Yep. So it's like first, like you said, having that trust in people. And then working together. Yeah. And then yeah. obviously make sure it's legal. That's right, man. It's got to be legal because people are throwing some wild stuff. You got to be like, nah, man. In my 20s, I might would have jumped on it. He wouldn't have, but I might would have jumped yeah. on it. But like now I'm in my, I'm going to be 35 next month. I'm like. Yeah, it's like nah. if a lot of stuff, if it sounds too good to be true, it then is. it probably is too yeah. good to be true. Unless somebody really wants to cultivate you and mentor you. Yes. They may give you some, like yesterday. Yes. Nobody's just gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars to play with, exactly, and then I get some out of it, exactly. And he and and the the thing I respect about that yeah. is they were straight up. They was like, yeah, they they said they said honestly. He said because he said straight up. He said, am I just gonna give it to you? He said no. no. He said I'm making something out of it. He said the be- he said the better you do is the better I do. He also said we had to prove we had the knowledge before he would give us a hundred thousand. Yes, yes. And and yeah, he said that he said yeah, yeah he said you got to be able to prove that you can do it. <laughs> yeah. And then like you said, and or like I said, he said yes, I'm. He said yes, I'm gonna do it. Yes, you're gonna make money, but don't think I'm not making exactly. money. Also, yeah. he said I'm gonna get my cut. Yeah. And the better you do, the more money you make is the more money I make. Exactly. Yep. So I'm like, I said you can't be mad at him. You can't. Yep. Because he's he's giving you the knowledge. He's telling you how to make money, and and that's what that's one thing. Um, I make this last point, but that's another thing we can't take. We can't say, "Well, if somebody puts you on a system and you make more error, and you're doing stuff for them, yeah. and you're and they're making more money than you." You can't look at it that way because you're still making more Not, money than you were. It's it's an exchange. Yes, because if you tell me how to do something and say you give me, say say you give me twenty thousand dollars, yeah, and I'm gonna go invest this money. And you say, all right, I'm going to give you $20,000 to go invest this money. Yep. But when you invest this money, I want 50%. And a lot of people be like, no. Like, I'm, I'm making money, but then... You ain't putting no money up. Exactly. Exactly. On the flip side, it's like, you're giving me 20000 to yeah. invest. 
everything I make, I got to give you 50%. So if I turn that 20,000 into 200,000, yeah. I owe you 100, but I keep 100 for myself. Yep. And that's it, I, I think that's the part where we fail a lot yeah. in our community because it's like even even like we talked about running a business. Yeah. Opening us doing a certain type of business. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, well, we're going to run the business. We're going to fund the business. You do the work. We will give you um it's like, 40%. we'll give you 40%. Yep. We're going to keep 60. And they're like, well, I'm doing all the work. Why can't I keep 40%? Or, or why why do y'all get paid more than I do? And it's like, yes, you are doing the work. But we're sp- first of all, we're splitting that 60%. All the liability. And we're taking all the liability. And it's going back into the business. Yep. So essentially... You are coming out good because you're ju- you're just the you're just the worker. You're the hands and the feet. That's it. Yep. And we're do- we're the brains. We're doing all the yep. um all the behind the scenes. We're taking all the liability. We're making the full investment. We're exactly. not asking you to invest anything. And then it's like it, you got some people like nah, but it's like we got to switch from that mentality. Like if the number if the numbers aren't what I think they're supposed to be, it doesn't necessarily mean somebody is getting over on me. But in in that equation, right? Think about it. They're looking at the 60-40. Yes. They're looking at no liability. We got split 60%. Yes. And liability. So which means the 60% you see, the 30-30, now goes to 20-20, yep. 15-15. Yep. Until we actually build it, build it more. Exactly. But then you got those same people who work for other people yeah. and they're making nowhere near yeah, what yep, they would they be making. Yep. So it's like, it's like we got to get out of the mentality and of, Hey, everybody's just trying to get over on yeah. me and just t- take a step back, look at the numbers for what they are. And then, um, when you break it down, be like, okay, like that makes sense. Exactly, man. Like I, I, I completely understand. Like you say with the guy yesterday, he said a hundred. He said I'm gonna give you a hundred thousand to invest, yep. but I'm making my money. Yeah, exactly. And you like, got to show me that you got the knowledge. Like if he gave you a hundred thousand dollars to invest, and he show you, you show you got the knowledge, and then he gives you a hundred thousand. If he say, I'm gonna take eighty percent, you take twenty. You can't get mad at that. Exactly, because he's giving you the money. He, like he said, the play in some of these markets. You gotta have at least hundred thousand. Yep, and you might make a million. Uh, you might make a million dollars. Yep. And well, if, if I make a million, why do he keep eight hundred thousand? I keep twenty. He's taking the full risk. You ain't had two hundred thousand dollars before you started this. Exactly. That and like I said, that that's the thing we gotta get, and that goes back to yep. teamwork and stuff like that. We yeah. gotta be. We gotta work as a team, and we got and we have to. We have to to work as one. Yep. Because yep. if not, the that gap is just going to continue to increase, yep. and we're going to continue to to fall further and further exactly. behind. Yeah, and then that ge- the and then the generational um, that generational wealth is going to be non-existent. Yeah, and I before, like this be my last point. Use your job and your employer to gain knowledge. Yes, Mo- like I'm moving up. Moving up is great. But the knowledge you gain in moving up mm-hmm. is what you want to actually get. Yes, because because you're you're being put in rooms with people exactly. that you would not normally be in. Seeing analytics you wouldn't normally see. Yes, it's, yes. it's a different world when you have to shift to how they think versus how you think. Yep. It's, yeah, it's completely different. That, yeah. That's the same way with real estate or financial yep. coaching. Like I go to some of these conferences. And it puts you in a different mindset, like like that's how they do it. That's yeah. how they made a million dollars last year. Yeah. Like we're doing the same. We're 
we're, we're in the same field. How did they make so much more money yep. than I did? And then you look at it and be like, that's what they did. That's the and, and you don't have to take everything from everybody. You just say, that's the one thing yep. right there. Yep. And self-assess. Like, yes. You, you got to be honest with yourself. That's what I'm saying. Self-assess. Yes. Like, yes. Like, I, I'll say this. And this has to do with the wealth gap. They, certain businesses target certain types of people. Yes. Like, and they use it to become great. And they'll, mm-hmm. then they'll tell you, like, this is why we chose you because you, you're this type of person. Yep. And you have to have that same mindset to realize, like, I got to pick the right people around me yep. to help me grow what we grow, what we growing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be able to, to, to do that. You got to be able to, yeah. like you said, step back and look at yourself yep. and say, all right. And you got to know when to get out of something. Exactly, man. So I, th- I think that's very important. That's where that team comes in. Exactly. Because if you got the team, it's like, all right, like, hey, I, I know I see you're doing this, but you're losing too much money doing it. Like, let's let's take a step back and reassess. Yeah. And then like, like it was it's a different conversation. But last night when I was like, I don't care about an opinion and then I'm gonna give it to you anyway. You got to be able to be in a safe space to have. To say certain things to be able to move forward yes. in business. Yes. You know, yes. like, okay, I might not want your opinion, but I'm going to still give it to you because we can't have this happen again, ever again. Exactly. Business, yes. Know? And then not get mad about it. Hey, look, what we eat? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And we got to be able to take criticism. Good. If you can take criticism and yes. feedback, yes. You, you, can, you can excel. Yep. So that's, I think those are the main things. Take criticism and feedback and work as a team. Work as a team, man. And then we, and, um, and like you said, nothing is free. Yep. If we learn those things, yeah. then I think we can, as as a culture, we can move forward. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think, I know this one was a little long. It but is, it, it, and it, just today. And it's still a whole lot more information man. that we ain't even, we, we that we even talked it. about. Yep. We coming back to it. So, like I said, we gave you a lot of information today. As I told y'all, we talked about it. Financial literacy matters. Um, financial literacy is um, is for one a stepping stone. That's right. But I think it, I think once we learn financial literacy, it takes us as a people, take you, your family, your team to the next level. That's right. So um, for one, go out and get a financial coach or a financial advisor, and then work as a team. Share your share your information, share your ideas, put your money together as a team instead of taking all the risk yourself and. You can go to new heights. That's right. So, so what we got? I mean, how do we end it every week? As we always tell y'all, this is more than a podcast. We handing out crowns. Hand them out. Hand them out. Who the realest in my circle? Who the one who be the snakes? Who gon' fold up under pressure? Who gon' understand the stakes? Who gon' wait to get they food to try to take from off my plate? Who the love? Who gon' understand I'm hurt? Who gon' love me unconditionally and try and make it work? Who gon' party once I'm gonna shed a tin once I'm in dirt? I ain't asking for too much, I'm trying to understand my